0: Welcome to SoulQuest. This is episode 22. This week, we are repurposing or resharing in a different way an episode from our other podcast that we do, Divorce Awakening. This is Michelle Trana. She's a comedian, actress from New Jersey, known as Divorce Diaries. She does an amazing show. She's super funny, super entertaining, and such a great woman, such a great um, mentor to people that are wanting to look at acting or or comedy or entertainment as a career. She really does have a lot to teach others, not just about divorce, but about her journey as a human being. And I thought it would be great to share her story here to the SoulQuest audience. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Sharon. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my god, you don't have to thank me. I'm and talking I'm, about myself. I'm like,
1: <laughs> so hard. and I'm so
0: excited to meet you in person. Me
1: too! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how do you say your last name? Traina. Traina.
1: I, I love it because everyone says You're it so wrong.
0: Traina. People like want to say wanna trainer
1: say... or train ours <laughs> or train-or and trains, and it's like the word train the letter at <laughs> the end, but it's difficult. I mean, I get it because I screw up names all the time. And... <laughs>
0: But it's hey, a, yeah. like a laughing game. Trina. I love Trina. It. I, it's fun to say. So Michelle Trina from Divorce Diaries. I've been following you on Instagram and I saw that you were coming to Austin and I had to jump on that and I was like, I want to interview you. So,
1: Can you be like the men I talk to, jump on it? Like
0: that's what they're supposed to, like that's what a man should do. And we, You're right, that. but you know, men aren't women, so.
1: Exactly. Anyway,
0: here we are in your hotel room in Austin, Texas. I get to meet you in person and laugh our asses off over here <laughs> I, like
1: that. I um, like that
0: all right so so this is the divorce awakening and we like to focus on the growth and and laughing at things too but the growth that we've all gone through from our divorce yeah so how about you tell us our, your story So, I love this. Start wherever you want. I know. I love
1: when I get the, let's tell her the story, because I'm like, well, how far back do you want to go? Because in kindergarten, when I was the princess at the table with all the boys, I thought that I really had a good head on my shoulders when it came to men. Because I always had a good relationship with my dad, and my dad used to say, if you have a good relationship with your father, girls will have a good relationship with men. Mm -hmm. If men have a good relationship with, with their mom, they'll have a good relationship with women. I don't know what went wrong. But with that statement, but my dad and I are very close, and I always had not bad relationship with men, but I always tend to like fix the wounded bird, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where I started with my marriage, Mm -hmm. because my twin brother had mental health issues, so I feel like I was always connected to helping, you know, and you know we have to help him, we have to help him, we have it's not our it's not his fault, we have to you know tiptoe around him, so I think that carried on with a lot of the men I chose, Um, or I'm just. I don't know. Like
0: sounds like it. Ugh. So here, your your ex husband. How old were you guys when you met?
1: I was twenty three. He was twenty five, and he was my first boyfriend. Okay. And at Whoa. the time, I was like, Oh my god! I'm only. Two, I'm still twenty. Like I still haven't had a serious relationship. Which now I'm like, Oh my god! Thank God I haven't had a serious relationship <laughs> until that point, because yeah. I fall hard. And uh, as you see, at thirty nine, <laughs> I'm still kind of going on about it you know, when I meet a guy and I like them, but mm-hmm. I think that he was my first boyfriend. We did, I did feel in love with him at some point, but there was a lot of red flags in the beginning because he's very di- Yes. Opposites attract, but he's a lot different in me in the frame of mind that like, Long term, I just wasn't going to work. I changed a lot about myself because I thought I needed to be a certain way so that he felt comfortable. Like, I covered up. I didn't act as much. I started to – I got my master's in education because although I loved performing, I felt he wasn't as comfortable with, like, men touching me or, you know, I was a – I'm a flirty person. Like, that has to go, right? That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, He didn't say that directly, but I felt it, Uh you know? and again i'm in charge of my own behavior so i guess i should have just take the blame on that but we met we got met we you know we stayed together for 4 years as a couple and he or you know he proposed when we were together for 2 years um and we got married after 4 years like we two so it was a 2 a year and a half engagement we got married i got a teaching position we moved and i got my masters all within like 3 months which was stressful but yay you know like after the wedding you're a grown-up you're a grown-up now oh my god I'm 27 sorry um and you think that now I think back I'm like oh my god what in the heck like 27 and like I'm thinking that here we go now the kids now the house and and all that happened but I was miserable like I felt Like, the part of me that was missing was the part that I suppressed. Mm. The performer, the flirt, the wild and crazy, you know, rough around the edges sometimes. And other times I can sound like my degree from NYU. And other times I'm like, wow, that girl needs to get on meds because she (laughs) acts really (laughs) (laughs) irrational." Slash not irrational, passionate, but, um, (laughs) so I suppressed a lot of that and I felt like it was coming to a head. And when I was teaching in Trenton, I started to like have feelings for my boss. I did not have an affair, but I definitely wanted to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I didn't want to cheat on my husband. I felt like he looked through my phone. He, the guy Mm -hmm. that I had a crush on didn't know either, but they clearly there was tension and Mm -hmm. like he was married too. And like, I would never have stepped out of line, but my ex-husband went through my phone and saw, like, how much we text each other during the day at work, and he's like, this is so inappropriate, and I was like, okay, I get it, and wow, we started going to counseling, but that was, like, the starter of, like, okay, something's being bad. Like, yeah, this is yeah. not good. Like, so we tried. We went to counseling. I got pregnant, and that was the next three years. We went to counseling. I got pregnant. Things shifted a little bit when I got pregnant because we were so happy that we were expecting a child, but... When And then my school shut down, so I was going to be home with my daughter when I was going to give birth. But when I gave birth, it was a big, like, eye-opener of, whoa, this person is really not the one. I just felt like he wasn't the person I envisioned to (laughs) be with. And before we had, before I got pregnant, we were already having problems. So... If you're having intimacy problems and you're having social emotional connection problems and then you have a kid, that ain't going to fix it because you got (laughs) to get up with that kid. You got to be able to be like, hey, listen. And it was such a disconnect. So Mm -hmm. I think I said to myself, I'm going to give it a year and see what we can do. We did go back to another therapist, which did not work. Um, And then I asked, you know, I said, I want to be separated and we lived together separated for eight months, which was horrible. Oh, wow! I had to convince him to put the house on the market because I was like, I think we need to sell the house because we can't keep it if we're gonna you know, be apart. And also not, I just think that it's the best decision. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to stay here. And we lived like an hour away from where my family was and it was hard. And then I got a job in North Jersey, a teaching job and I filed for divorce.
0: Wow, and so did he fight you on it at all, or was he like, "Okay, let's do this"? He fought me on it for okay. sure.
1: He was very angry with me, mm-hmm. and we. I also dismissed another part why he's angry with me. I dismissed the divorce after a month because our child had special. She had speech delays and had to get a developmental evaluation. So that kind of brought us together. We were talking again. And like, and I was like, maybe we should put the divorce on hold and we'll live separated and go to therapy again. Cause it was so overwhelming. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. I was like, I felt so alone. Yeah. And also at the time, the first lawyer I had was telling me I might have to claim bankruptcy. And I was like, what? Oh, Cause wow. I was doing a short sale on my house. It was behind on bill. I can't remember, it was just the, the fact that between the mortgage and being behind on everything. So, and then having to pay for the lawyer. so. So, uh, he, I dismissed the divorce like an idiot. And then a month later I was like, that was not a good idea because at my new job, I started like, I met somebody that was, he was Dominican, big, sexy man, (laughs) gym teacher and sorry, phys ed teacher. They don't like to be called gym teachers. And (laughs) I thought I was really attracted to him. And I was like, Ooh, I started getting those butterflies and I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see this guy again. And then I was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And so I thought I made a big mistake because what's going to keep happening is I'm going to want something else. Right. Um, And I I don't think that was like my ex-husband's fault. I just think that the relationship is over. And we couldn't give each other what we needed. So. Yeah. (laughs) That's the nice version. (laughs) Um, But. (laughs) So I told him we need to get a divorce, and okay. he was livid. He's like, so what did you do? Just do mind trick? Like, he thought I did something to manipulate him, and I was like, no, I literally just think this is a bad idea. I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to do what I did the last time, which is feel feelings for somebody else. And that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. So then he like, started to think that I did it on purpose. I don't know what I would be doing on purpose mm-hmm. because we were both like not well with money at the moment. hmm he, I also found out later on, like he was gambling my our money. So, oh wow. Yeah, I mean we didn't have a lot of money to begin with. He was an, he's an engineer. I was a teacher, and I also have my own theater company. So we we're making like middle class, but still like student loan debt, that kind of like where it's paycheck to paycheck. So he filed for divorce on me months later, claiming he didn't have money, claiming he couldn't sign a PSA, even though I took trying to drop a PSA, a property settlement agreement, to say, hey, this is the, the the custody r- agreement he filed for divorce on me which was okay because I was like good let's get this thing started again let's get yeah. this over with yeah but I was laughing I was like you little son of a but at the end of the day again I, I got a do du- I got a different lawyer who could who could represent me in his county that was closer to where my ex-husband lived and it was started the process to get me back to me mm. I found um, the job, a really wonderful job teaching in a school district that I fell in love with early childhood teaching theater. I got divorced. I started performing again and Mm. things were moving Uh, and my my daughter had early intervention services and she. tested out of any kind of special services so things were moving along so Mm -hmm. that's like the whole divorce and how it kind of you know came to be and then divorce diaries came to be and you tell me if I'm going on too much no no go ahead yeah um, divorce diaries came to be because I always have taken what's going on in my life and performed it because that's just my craft that's my that's my outlet I mean I hate saying outlet because I feel like it's more than an outlet it's just who I am and how I'm gonna always uh, manipulate things like my daughter's not doing well in school. We do role play, right? Um, you know, we were you guys came yeah, in you, here, we were I was already yeah. performing for you.
0: I, eek, eek, yeah. eek. I mean, I think it's great to use um, your life and you're like just creating mm-hmm. humor with it. You know, you're serious, but you're also creating humor with it. I think it's such a healing thing to laugh through your hardships,
1: yeah, because I think that if. For me, I always filtered out, you know, frustrations through performance. And comedy was a big part of it because it made me laugh and it made other people laugh. And then you start to feel better. Mm-hmm. And my, in my family, we did that. Growing up, this Italian household that it was chaotic, we had a lot of struggles financially. And with, like, my, my brother had, you know, mental health issues. The only thing that we could finally come together was with spaghetti and family dinners and like making jokes about the past or making yeah. jokes about people and then creating this like storytelling moments mm-hmm. where you're just like up, you know, you can't stop laughing and those are the moments <laughs> you remember yeah. and then you feel like that's why I had a good childhood, you know, right. that's why you feel like you had good moments and like, you know, the other day my daughter was having an, a, a little bit of a moment. She's like, I'm feeling impulsive, I'm feeling impulsive and I was like, oh Jesus and then she goes <laughs> like this, she puts her fingers in my face and so one and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I started laughing, I was like, what is that? And she started laughing too. And then I forgot it was the new signal cue that her teacher made up for her. Oh. And I almost peed in my pants. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then she started laughing too, because she just was like this, pointing at my finger. I was because like, <laughs> she stopped He's herself. Holding from, a one up and you're like, What? I
0: don't get it. Because <laughs> she stopped
1: herself from screaming and just held up the finger. Oh, wow. And we, I was like, that's great. And then we just burst out laughing. <laughs> and that's what my show is. It's like these moments that are intense, but it's like oh, <laughs> then there's the humor part of it, right because yeah. you don't see that a lot with with families with You're right. processing <laughs> to special needs. you don't see that you do see the humor and like there's movies out with perfect you know but the bout moms, mm-hmm. but you don't see those breakdowns and then all of a sudden they're around the corner is a comedic yeah. beat, a beat, yeah but. Divorce Diaries came, I think, as a theater piece first, and then it evolved into a one-woman comedy show because I had started, I went back to doing comedy. I did a comedy years ago, but improv. Like, I studied at UCB, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't have it. me back after I got divorced because i had to go take level one again. Oh. And you have to pay, like, $400 these classes. And then they were filled up. So I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'll take a stand-up class at Caroline's, at Caroline's Comedy Club, and. Uh, Carolyn's on Broadway in New York, and I met one of my mentors there. She was the teacher, and
0: I, st- I never stopped doing stand-up since, so. Wow, so you, okay, so growing up, did you want to be in theater? I mean, always.
1: I always wanted to be performing. I didn't know I wanted to be in theater professionally until I was in high school, but I always danced. Like, in second grade, I started dancing. I always acted at home and did fun, like, skits. I always had it in me. Uh, in high school middle school I never made the music I always auditioned for the play he never picked me that music teacher had some (laughs) issues with me I don't know what it was too he never had a dance audition he had a singing audition an acting audition and I wasn't good for either well (laughs) screw him because I ended up booking a lot of musical theater work afterwards anyway so in in high school uh the, my, the best moment was when I got into the musical and I set my tone for like how amazing my high school life was and my college life. And then theater was just like, it set, I was a sophomore in high school doing Hello Dolly. And I decided I'll never forget. I was standing backstage. I'm going to do this for a living. So, wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it for a living. And I, it, and an it, amazing moment. Oh my it God. was, yeah. Cut to my mom, like, how are you going to pay health
0: insurance? I know, I know. Just pay your bills. I'm all paying the right? water. I mean, that's the thing when it comes to following your dreams. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard it from my parents. I, used, I was a teacher. Yeah. Um, quit to do this life coaching for kids thing. And now I I'm that. trying to life coach all kinds of people. But my mom and dad are always like, what about health insurance? What about health insurance? I'm like, that's not, that's fine. I'll deal with that when I have to, you, but I can't you live know, in a job that I don't like.
1: Exactly. So, what about that? What about the mental health issues people yes. have when they're not doing a job that they love? So, well, not people say you know acting is not a stable career. I disagree. I think what's not a stable career is doing something that you don't feel so excited about that you can't stop doing it. And yes, mm. I have issues with putting work down at home, but that's because I love it because, so much. Yeah, exactly, and it's and you. It's me. It's part me. of, you, it's part of yeah. me. It's right. And then you embed it in like. I have a theater company for children, right? But it's right now on. The, I don't want not say in the back burner, but it's on. It's right here because I have so much going on. with Divorce, diaries, there's just not enough time, and right. I, I don't have enough income with the theater company to hire a person. So we're just going to leave it doing its, keeping, mm-hmm. maintaining it. Right. So it's not to say like it's not stable. You
0: just have to figure it, figure it out. Right. Like and you have to do multiple things.
1: And I think that everyone still looks at it like, so what are you doing in Austin? Like, you're doing it, so are you getting paid for this? Like, they say that because people want to know, like, it seems like you're happy. Mm -hmm. Not that everyone wants to thrive on hate, but, like, it seems like, oh, she's happy. Well, is she making money doing this? Let's find a way to, like, nitpick. (laughs) This, like, and the thing is, like, you have to look at a lot of things in your career as investments and then also what are not worth investments and then also things that are, like, Okay, and how am I profiting off of that, right? Right, So right. I teach on the side, I adjunct to the college, and I have divorce diaries in my theater company, both businesses now. So all three things make me so happy. And if I have to focus more on one,
0: because not that divorce series is the favorite
1: child, but it's a favorite child. real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. It's like from your heart, this passion. And doesn't mean you don't like the other things you're doing, but... It's the favorite. Yeah, you're right. That's Right, a good- and you're working really hard. Uh, and so what is your vision with Divorce Diaries*?
1: So the vision is a television series with the one woman show traveling throughout the country um, on tour. So that's the overall vision I see, right? This big brand, like it, it, the television series is, like becomes the next office, right? Because it's a mockumentary. And it's parallel to the live comedy show because it's my life, and my best friend Doug, who's also a comic, features in the show and in this te- in the live show, and in the co- in the television series, he is the person who films me. So it's like, oh, okay. and because he is an actual <laughs> film director and uh, comedian, so it's like we're just taking tweaks of my real life, and I scripted, I put them in a script form. Um, because I like the unscripted series why I'm in Austin is really was me just filming myself on my phone through TikTok Mm -hmm. and editing them and creating storylines from each day so again whatever is up on the screen tomorrow night happens which I think is awesome because that's the scripted series too but now we're just kind of making it more plot driven and like fine-tuning it Mm -hmm. but that's it like it's it's my life and I think that I like sharing it because I feel like I can help people, hopefully. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm a firm believer in sharing your story because somebody else needs to hear it. Somebody else needs to learn from it and heal from it and connecting like we have been just in this hotel room <laughs> since we walked in <laughs> on things that we have in, in common and and then laughing. <laughs> 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 laughing about, it. oh my God, yeah, this is serious for a second. But then like, let's laugh about it because you know what? We can't take life too seriously. I
1: mean, laughing about it and healing and then also feeling motivated because I feel like then when you're motivated, it's like all these other things start to happen and like Mm -hmm. other little flowers grow from, you know, I mean, right. The person I was talking about before this, we will not mention his name, but (laughs) maybe we will No, Okay. Um, He asked me to work on something with him about writing like bullet points that, to empty my brain out, I was like, oh, I love doing stuff like that. I love just throwing out art, like, brainstorms. Like, Mm -hmm. that's where I feel like I can excel at, because it doesn't have to be perfect grammar. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. fully fleshed out. So, like, that kind of thing gets me so excited, because then I'm like, oh, and look at all these other ideas that we can do that, you know.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Me too. I love it. (laughs) And so, and when you're being creative with your comedy you're downloading all kinds of other ideas because you're letting that be your outlet like you're
1: yeah you're, you're letting it be your outlet I mean when I have anxiety I start to write jokes about what I'm having anxiety yeah. about
0: <laughs> you guys because seen you do that you do oh you've seen it I
1: mean it's the truth <laughs> like I had someone said something to me about uh somebody said something to me that work got me so aggravated that I started and I had a virtual event for the New Haven Bar Association so I was like I'm gonna make a joke because these are lawyers and they have got to have they have to have had an email on a Friday morning from one of their clients that's like like a wart underneath your skin that like you have to go to the dermatologist and get the scalpel and the fire and it still grows back that kind of email you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it bothers you that much and just doesn't go away yeah. that's what it's like with yeah those I, know I know it's gross we're talking about warts now <laughs> I'm like a wort. I will just keep coming back. That's my new Tinder profile account. <laughs> Look at a lot of weird, interesting co- So she's putting herself out there as a wort. What part of the body?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. hilarious. I've been checked
1: out. <laughs> Actually, I do have to get another... I haven't had sex in a year, so I have, I'm have. i a clean... But I have to get a guy. My gyno appointment has just passed by. I first realized that. Sorry. It's random. Well, We still got you. a few eggs left yes. in there for the guy that I'm crushing on, because he does want a child. Okay. Not that he's allowed to have any of my eggs, but just in case he moves oh, to New Jersey. That
0: is funny. I love it. I love it. I just love that you're, you're just, just like, so, What is this bitch crazy? I mean, Sorry. I just love that you're so... Um, open about my dysfunction. Okay. Yes. No, I love it. <laughs> I think everybody should be more open. I mean, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, okay. So I, I think it's so cool that we're sitting in this. I was just thinking about this while you were talking, because I remember, I mean, I was watching you and laughing at you on the stream before I reached out to you, but I remember thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to ask that girl to do a podcast one day, but I'll wait a few months. I was like, I'm going to wait a few months when we're in, you know, more into the podcast. And then I saw your post the next day. I'm going to be in Austin comedy I was like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm going to that, that girl. That's God, that's God saying you got to talk to this girl. I know. I was like, weird. This is crazy. And then, okay. So then I told Cisco, you know, because he does this podcast with me. And then he was visiting me one weekend. He didn't really, he, he heard me talk about it, but he didn't really know. He doesn't follow you or anything. I'm sure he does now, but then he had a dream when we were together that he was on stage he was a comic he was a comic and he had to keep thinking of jokes or something I can't remember exactly it was something like that and then I was like well you know that we're you know we're going to interview this comedian and I was like <laughs> showing him your stuff yeah. and like that's so weird that is so weird that I had this dream I was like yeah I don't know there's some
1: connection here <laughs> maybe he needs to start getting material on stage go to an album. seriously because I think that People, everyone has that in them. Everybody has some kind of craft in them, right? Writing a comedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's movement, sing. Everyone can do all those things. And it's oh, yeah. also how you tap into them.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. I actually reached out to a friend. She's going through a crazy divorce. It's been years. And she's like, you know what? I'm doing improv now. And I was like, oh, wow. Well. Because <laughs> I'd asked her if she wanted to do that. The, um the show you did for yeah. us that she wanted to come and she never showed up for some reason, but she's like, yeah, it helps me. It helps me so much to get on stage and just laugh about things. And which yeah. is
1: why I feel like, you know, I do this healing through humor program, uh, you know, not as mm. much now, but it helps patients that I was doing in a oh, doctor's office and, uh, it really helped them just like get stuff out. And also like it helps my kid when she role plays, yeah. I helps me. And then yeah. like, you know, hearing other people like if if I do a joke about something that happened to me, like I never I don't know if my ex husband watches my stuff or not. I try to self deprecate a little bit, but I do sort of go in on him a little bit. But his girlfriend has watched my stuff, and she just told me that she's like, "Oh, of course, you know I've watched her stuff." And I was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> "I was going to ask you which one," that. because that was I think that was the funniest part. Where I laughed the hardest at the show was when you were talking about him. When you walked in, you were trying to meet the girlfriend. You were like, why
1: is she in the bathroom? She's hiding <laughs> in the bathroom because she was brushing her teeth with her bowl. I was like, y'all, Rico weed, what is going on? There's an eight-year-old staying over.
0: Can you not? Yes, weed is- Well, like, that's like a maddening moment. I can imagine myself just going ballistic. Yeah. But
1: and then it's like, you look like the crazy person. When yeah. You have to come back in the house and like, so can I meet you? Yes. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm sure. And I was like, ha, 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 And then (laughs) I had to talk to her this weekend about reprimanding my kid. And she didn't, I think, reprimand her in a negative way. My daughter was having anxiety and screaming for an hour at 530 in the morning. And his girlfriend bartends, so she's up till 2 a.m. And then she needs to unwind, so she stays up for another three hours. Y'all, this is a hard-knock life for you, girl. I mean... Woo! Let me just tell you, sleep somewhere else for the four days a month my ex-husband sees his child. For the love of God, like, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like that really could be a, a solution. solution Yeah, get a bedroom <laughs> for my kid. They don't have a bedroom for her. She sleeps at the edge of the. <laughs> this is so horrible. Um, well, here's the thing: Has he listened to these kinds of things? I don't know. Maybe nobody has bashed Like no one said anything yet. Um, And if the conversation comes up, I'm like, look, it's a story. It's my life. Like, let's talk about how you're late all the time with money. Let's talk about the fact that, yeah, I'm neurotic. I can be very, like, I I don't even, I wish I could just turn my phone off and not worry about my daughter for tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. Mm -hmm. But she relies on me. I'm her consistency. You are like when... (laughs) (laughs) Starbucks gives you a free item because you've acquired Mm. points. That's your consistency. Mm -hmm. You're not all the way there. Mm. I don't know why I would even compare him to Starbucks because I like Starbucks. But (laughs) he, and like his girlfriend was very nice when we talked, we had open dialogue about the, uh, you know, how to process and handle my daughter. But at first I was like, I'm going to F this, you know what, up. (laughs) How do you even try to take a toy away from my kid? And you don't know what she's going through, and she's mm. having anxiety. She's not being disrespectful to you. Get your – no, okay. I'm stop. <laughs> I get very street because I was born and raised in, like, an inner city, so I get very, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you have to listen to me or I'm going <laughs> to kick you in the face because that's accepted. No, it's not. <laughs> I know, it's really horrible. I, that's what the guy said to me. He's like, so do you just think, like, it's okay to say you're Italian? That's okay for you to scream because you're Italian? I was like, yes. So
0: what's the, what's the it's question? A, it's a part of you. It's like, I know. He's like, he's he's like funny
1: just because you're Italian doesn't give you the right to say say that you're Italian and you get to scream and fly off the handle. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll scream and fly off the handle because of how you say things to me. How about pat.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so so... Okay, we're getting a little feel of how your, your daughter's dad, <laughs> how long has he been dating? I mean, the have girlfriend? you had to deal with other girls? Oh, uh, no, just-
1: okay, yes. I had one other experience that was horrible when he introduced a girlfriend without even letting anybody know. He just said, basically, he took my daughter the weekend. I picked her up. She goes, I didn't sleep here last night. I was like, come again? I slept at daddy's friend's house. Oh, okay. wow. He slept at the girlfriend's house with the girlfriend's daughter in the same bed. And then they took a bath together the next day. So I lost it. And then he I kept saying, bath. yeah, he's such a, <laughs> I mean, and so that whole experience threw me into like a whirlwind. I did a joke about it when I was driving to a show and I was like, how would you think, like, I was like, you know what, no more, pl- how, take a, two girls who don't know each other take a bath together. You're not even supervising without... Bathing suits, clothes, naked, right? And then was, I was saying, I'm like, no more play dates when you have Grace. And he's like, you can't tell me who, who to bring around my our daughter. I was like, fair enough. You can't call the cops on me when I stab you in your face. Okay? And, like, that came out in the car. And I was like, oh, that's a good joke. Let me try it tonight. And it worked. And the thing was, he broke up with a girlfriend shortly after and never really introduced Grace to another person. Now, this girlfriend, he did introduce to her once a year ago, which was fine. I don't care about that. And then all of a sudden, New Year's Eve, he's like, by the way, my girlfriend's here. Ten minutes before I rolled up. And that's my ex-husband. Last minute with everything. Oh, by the way, no conversation. He's like, on. he's on his own spectrum of like cookie monster meets somebody who can't look like, somebody who has like weird, like eye issues that doesn't like, I don't even know. That's not really appropriate. I don't know. He, he sounds like cookie monster and like... Oscar the Grouch, when you try to ask him a question. And, but he's, like, <laughs> flinging, like, weed from his beard because he's just got done smoking. <laughs> well, I say, well, how long has your girlfriend been staying? Yeah, oh. yeah. What? That's how he, he grumbles and stuff. He's just on another level. Wow. And then as the girl, like, the thing is, like, he did agree with me about the girlfriend kind of reprimanding Grace a little bit. And when I spoke with, I told him, like, look, let's the three of us talk. Like, let's talk about how to manage grace. Because my one girlfriend who's an early childhood su- uh, supervisor, she's like, if he can't manage grace, how is he going to be able to tell his girlfriend how to manage grace? I'm like, yeah, that's true.
0: Mm. So
1: I was like, let's Good all talk point. together. And we talked, and I was crying because she said, she goes, like, I love grace. We love grace. You know, we, we're here for you and her. And I was like, I appreciate that. I really appreciate it. Wow. I mean, who knows what she's really thinking about me. Whatever. But I appreciated the words. Yeah. I needed to hear it. I needed uh-huh. to feel it. And because I was an anxious mess about it. But he doesn't really say anything about my show. He knows I do the show. He knows he knows I did Wendy Williams. And he did. He's like, yeah, yeah sure. This is your thing. You know, I was, I was like, OK, wow. so keep it, Keep fingers crossed yeah. because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love for him to come see the show. I like to be like, hey, take a look at it. This is what I do. Look, yeah. there's a piece of what is <laughs> there's there's a weed in my sock. <laughs> just like a thorn. Welcome to to Texas.
0: No, I don't. That's okay. Hey, listen, I'm really up for meeting a cute Texan. All right. Well, we'll be on South Congress. So maybe maybe I should change. (laughs) It's okay. My spray tan has sort of lasted from last week. All right, well, we'll we'll wrap this up. Let's go eat, and thank you so much, and I will put your information in the show notes for anybody to donate to your...
1: Oh, yeah, that GoFundMe. Go to DivorcedaryShow.com. You'll find everything, the latest information about the television series, the pilot, upcoming shows. Thank you so much. I know.